Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Sullivan and I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. So you guys have probably heard that the Supreme Court sided against gay rights again this year in a case titled 303 Creative versus Alenis. The case centered around a Christian wedding website designer who was contacted by a supposed gay man, Stuart, to create a website for his gay wedding. Uh, She sued Colorado, uh, claiming that forcing her to create a website for a marriage outside of her belief system violated her freedom of speech, arguing that the government cannot force speech. In late June, the court agreed with her, which wasn't a huge surprise because we all know how conservative this court has become. But what is a surprise and sort of the controversy surrounding this case is that the gay man being sued, Stuart, claims he never contacted the wedding website designer in the first place. Also, he's straight. Uh, in fact, a journalist oh. for the New Republic reached also, out to Stuart. Uh, go sorry, ahead. one question. Isn't she not, she doesn't even, she hadn't even started the business yet? Like she's yeah. not actually even a website designer yet. No yeah. one, she has no, she's not open to- She, had, she didn't, hadn't had a business yet. Yeah. So the, the crux of the story is essentially, this was kind of a fabricated, um, uh, uh, conflict that ended up escalating to the Supreme Court and restricted our rights <laughs> is, under is, under some circumstances. Is that be, like so then where does the blame lie? Well, so the, the one thing I'll throw out is that this actually has happened uh this has happened before. You know, lawyers kind of pick and choose the perfect case. If yeah. if, if if a lawyer wants to accomplish a certain objective by suing the government and potentially bringing it to the Supreme Court. They pick and choose perfect cases. And like, for instance, the Supreme Court case, Lawrence v. Texas, that legalized sodomy, there are lots of different accounts of how that that original um, um, uh, case went down. Um, Supposedly, these two men had been uh, uh, witnessed having sex in the privacy of their bedroom by a police officer and they were arrested. And s- there are any number of different iterations where people. Yeah, say how that does that even happen? happen? Like, no, that, that yeah, feels. Seriously. But also, even with Roe v. Wade, I mean, there is some, there are some uh, questions, or there were some questions, I should say, about the validity of the Jane Doe. What's her, what was her name? Jane Doe? I think Jane Doe. They, they didn't yeah. name her, but that, um, 
that she was sort of not coerced, but that she wasn't necessarily like wanting any legal action or anything to come of it. So like, yeah, there's yeah. But I mean, but this one, sure, those they, they seem murky, but this one seems blatantly embarrassing for the Supreme Court to select to so say that they would hear this case just because you don't need to do that much research to find out that a this woman doesn't have a business and b this dude didn't do anything to start this whole case and he's straight it's i mean it it so, wouldn't be hard for them to say no to that the the strangest thing i think about this whole article was that so this case as is normally the case with supreme court um jurisprudence this case started years ago so yeah. it all started in 2016 uh, and this guy, according to the article in the New Republic, had no idea he was involved in this case um, until this year. What? So he had, he has been I mean, this this apparently he doesn't have Google alerts like, you know, Mr. H. Allen Scott does um, <laughs> for himself. So do I? Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> hey, I was trying to I was trying to include you. I'm trying okay. to okay. Build, build more reasons to make fun of you, Alan. Um <laughs> I know, include me. Uh, <laughs> the buildup was to me with H. Allen Scott's Google alerts. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, they can't all be gems. I, I don't. I don't know what to tell you, my friend. Um, oh God! But anyway, it's it's just it's it's it, it's a strange thing. But it's also like you know, it's strange to think that people can kind of fabricate conflict and therefore you know ultimately impact it's, it's not, law. That's the thing. It's not. Yes, the latter part is the strange part. The strange thing of people suing for crazy reasons is not unheard of. That's not no, new, but we, yeah. we know that's all thing. But the fact that the highest court in the country, the most esteemed court yeah. in the country, would agree to take a laughable case that yeah. would that the simplest intern of a lawyer in the middle of nowhere would be able to very quickly find out that a this woman doesn't have a business b there's no intent really that has ever been made for her to bring this case forward and c the person she's saying who did it isn't even gay like it wouldn't why, why don't like why and i at this point i mean none of us are legal scholars sorry brent um but why like why is this still valid if it's a lawsuit and a, a supreme court ruling based on things that are not true how does that i don't understand how that doesn't just be doesn't get either voided or changed or looked at or, or re reassessed well, to like, add to that. This is a question for Brent to add to that. Why do you think the court would risk the embarrassment of taking a case like this? If it was so high, like, you know, I feel like this would be a high chance to be very, very visibly embarrassed. I, I, I would disagree. I actually just don't think the court would find this embarrassing. I think we find this embarrassing. And I think from a pop culture perspective, we do, but I think the court is essentially I, I think the court would probably say, you know, you corner Sam Alito and he would just say, well, you know, we take this case. It is a it is a live controversy that's happening all over the country. And this was just one representation of it. Um, and is it even that's the thing the, the controversy is fabricated? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, of course, it's I mean, but yeah, there's there. it's safe to say there's a handful of bigots <laughs> across the country who don't want to make wedding websites for gay people yeah. or, or whatever it may be. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think this is um, it is uh, it's really silly and it's it's just it's a little weird and disheartening. But I, I don't think this is like the kind was of it the state of Colorado they... against this woman. Did, did the state of Colorado go to the Supreme? Who did she? Like... Uh, yeah, she sued the state of Colorado. I so then is the fault in the state of Colorado's attorney general or whoever, you know, uh, tried this case in front of the Supreme Court? Like, 
is did they not pinpoint this as well? Like, was this not highlighted on their end? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I, I guess, uh, yeah, it's I mean, it, it kind of beckons an interesting question. How do you confirm whether someone is gay? You know, and also, how did she come to find this person who never right. contacted her website and thought because like I've looked at a lot of Instagram profiles and I feel like I'm a gay dar for Instagram is like mm. spot on. Like, I just need to look at who they're following and if they have like three particular follows, I right. know who they're homosexual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, I'm wondering, did she just go to his LinkedIn page and saw like someone she knows that's gay and was like, well, that's my guy. <laughs> she might have she might have pulled him out of like, a phone book. He's not he's 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 following Troy Savan. He must he must be. <laughs> I was gonna say who who are these three, Alan? Like well, like what is like a an oh, well, Instagram if, follow if, trigger? If you, so if you go to someone's profile and they they're not following a lot of the same people you're following, but you notice that they follow like not like a big drag queen, like not like a Trixie Mattel, because a lot of straight people will follow Trixie Mattel. But if they're following mm. like Naomi Smalls, let's say they're a homosexual, they're 1000% mm. a homosexual or yeah. if they're following like uh, that Midler, that would be a homosexual follow. To me. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. If, if it's a dude who's following <laughs> that Midler. Straight, imagine a straight guy being like, I got to see what's up with that Midler. Yeah, these it is, exactly. is kind of funny. It is kind of funny to think that like, because I do this, uh, like we've talked about in the podcast, I do this with baseball players. Like while I'm watching right. baseball, I try to see if I can find any tea leaves in who they follow to see how they vote. And <laughs> and the interesting thing is a lot of times, you know, you go on and like these, you know, like, these guys like don't follow any yeah. of the pop culture folks that like the the three of us know or care about you well, know it's hard to do with famous people too i mean i'm sure they're not like insanely famous but like it's it's hard to do with people who are in the public sphere because a lot of times i feel like public people meet a lot of crossover pop culture people and then they just start following them it's easier to do with people who like like just someone randomly you see on instagram who you think is hot or something and yeah like oh yeah. I need to see i need to figure this person out and then if they're following someone who's particularly gay that's questionable. Whereas if a baseball player is following some random drag queen, you know that they met. Like, they they yeah, met. I, a, I, yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, well, rest assured, Alan, Elliot, and all of our listeners, there are no baseball players <laughs> following any drag queens. <laughs> I'm going to prove you wrong. I feel like they're probably. Hey, Alan, there's got to be free. one that like someone's following Trixie Mattel. Like I guarantee you one of them is. Alan, Alan, I, I, I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this out of contempt in my soul. I'm saying as someone who's checked 400 profiles at this point, <laughs> the answer is zero to this point. But hey, prove me wrong. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Not even joking. We are here today with Arden Marine. Hello, Arden. Hi, how are you guys? It's so nice to be hey. here with you. Hey, Arden, good to see you. you. If you go support Arden on her Instagram, you will also see this background, this beautiful background that yes. Arden has for her. Thank you. Her podcasting studio it's fabric it was a big it was a big it's a, it's upholstered it's soundproofing i've got it looks like a pillow wall yeah. it's a pillow wall it was it was the cutest affordable fabric i could get by the yard and i was like throw it up honey let's make this garage cute it does seem sort of like a like a very cultured children's playroom fabric yes, yes. Yeah. I feel like a very, very bougie child. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I yeah. see the elephants and everything. A part of me is like, oh, this family once went on a trip to India and became obsessed yes. with like elephants or something. Right? Yes. Yeah. I like to think it's definitely like an I'm an actress's daughter. And then I'm like, I want to have a <laughs> podcast. And then they, I got to do it in my old playroom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, speaking yeah. of podcasts, you have a new podcast out with a friend of the pod, with Brian oh. Caffey. We love oh, Brian. We love Brian. Uh, no Please. We have no autographs, please. Brian and I, Brian is one of my very best friends, and he's an international man of mystery. And it's hard, <laughs> it's hard to see him. Like yeah. I've traveled with him. I know that he needs to be alone 23 hours a day. I know that <laughs> I know that you cannot pin him down. And so it is a no one makes me laugh harder than Brian Safi. And so we have. We do, uh, we nominate people for no autographs, please. There's a delusional energy. And then we do an yeah. improv segment based off of real life bad lines sent to people on real dates. Yeah. And then we uh, microwave a peanut butter PB fit <laughs> mug cake. Um, oh. both, we are both terrible cooks, but we mm -hmm. think it's delicious. And um, we bake for our guests. And most oh. about mug cakes real quick, because yeah. I... When it was maybe, I don't know, mug cakes, I feel like are a relatively new baking experience, correct? Like it's within the past couple of years. I don't cook at all. So mm -hmm. I just like, I, I, to me, it's like, oh, we're just disgusting and we eat out of mugs. And then people are like, no, that's a mug cake. And it's like, that makes me feel a lot fancier. So I'm yeah. excited that it's actually a thing. I discovered like a mug cake at Target because I'm often in the baking aisle because I do love to bake. And I, I remember seeing a mug cake and being like, this is genius. What a genius it's, idea. Well, maybe, it, maybe it, look, I'm not to be trusted. They're like, I, I love sweets. I have such a sweet tooth that mm -hmm. like, I like that you could maybe make a party of one, you know? I yeah. don't want the whole I'm gonna eat the whole cake so like you know if I, I can have the whole mug that's great that's the challenge with cakes is that you have to buy the whole thing and sometimes yeah. you're like I don't want two weeks of desserts uh -uh. I just want like one slice of cake sorry okay. Elliot. I've said many times nothing is better than day old cake oh, yeah. mushed into a mug or a cup and just oh. The, tr the the garbage version the the, uh -huh. the 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 leftovers version it's wait tell me what you do so you put the cake because i mean this is so up my alley you mush it into a like, mug you take it like my niece turned two recently and yeah. there was a cake and and after the day the couple days after her birthday we took some of the cake yeah. the random leftover and just put it in mugs and it was refrigerated yeah. and it was sort of like a parfait but a mess Cake yeah. but it can't be I fancy cake it has to be shit because only shitty cake lasts for days like you, you can you, like good cake it's got to be eaten within like a, like at least two days 
love shitty cake. Me too. I me love, too. I no. love shitty cake. No, love, love. Not into I it. I love shitty cake. I love a box cake. I love a Ralph's cake. Oh, a I do love a Ralph's cake. And and so I guess it all it all depends on what you mean by shitty because it's like not a, like not like a sweet lady Jane, which I also love. I yeah. also love a bougie cake. Did you know that you can get cakes at McDonald's? You can actually go through the drive the drive through, yes, and order a birthday cake at McDonald's for nine dollars. How big? What? How big? It's like a it's like a I don't know like this. I can't do proportions on Zoom, but it's like a you know like nine inch. I mean, it's a normal size. You could. What does it look like? It's like a foot long. Well, it has. It's like I think it's like a vanilla. It's like a foot long. That is good. I Ellie, it's good. very familiar with it, and it has Ronald McDonald juggling on on it oh my god, oh my I mean, god. yeah look it up Wait, I i've never, never wanted something more in my this. life yeah. i want that yeah. so badly Is i got it, good? it a couple years ago for my birthday and i thought i mean remember a couple years ago i had this a birthday party at this mexican restaurant then i took everybody next door for like yeah at yeah, that was a while ago. and they gave me a mcdonald's birthday cake McDonald's ice cream is incredible. It is. Wow. It's so, as are their cookies. I didn't know they ventured into cakes. I bet they're delish. Yeah. I mean, they've oh had my cakes God. for years, apparently. It's like a thing. That's the cake. I found it on Alan is not lying. Yeah. For once. I want to eat that. Lying. It's like a normal thing that they've had on the menu for a very long time and no one knows about it. That is insane. Yeah. Elliot, have you eaten it? Uh, the McDonald's cake. I, I remember from childhood and I remember loving like the, really sugary yes the crystallized sugar of, of it I all love that. and they keep it in the fridge until they sell it so when they give it to you in the car in the drive-through it's like kind of more like wet a little bit because it's nice. all yeah yeah oh, so, i don't care about i don't care about ice cream cake oh no oh. although ice cream cake is bullshit i agree i do like the gel and the crunch and i like an old school carvel like a cookie puss oh. or like, the whale I'm yeah like a cookie puss, puss yeah. just because it's fun to have a cookie puss and they're yeah. a mess <laughs> and I like that the fact that the cookie puss looks like it should be an amber alert. Like the nose looks like an ice cream cone that like looks like a dick and it's uh, yeah. it's their nose yeah. and everything about it should not be given to a child. Yeah. And but there's something so extra about a cookie puss yeah. that I'm kind of here for it. It's true. I have never heard of a cookie puss, but I'm Ooh. just assuming this is not. Are you not an East Coast? It's an East Coast thing. Yeah. Is it interesting? Yeah. Are you not? Are you not an East Coast guy? I'm from Michigan originally. Okay, yeah. so this is what you missed. Hey, what's my name? Is Cavell, Mister Cavell, Cavell here. Cookie put like it's literally, <laughs> and then they had Fudgy the whale, which was exactly the same shape as Cookie Puss. So yeah. basically, they had a whale shape, and it was yeah. that they could make an ice cream cake out of. And that, I think it was probably the first one. And he was Fudgy oh, the whale, and then they turned Fudgy the whale on us and made it a face. Yeah. And then they called it Cookie Puss, and he had an ice cream cone nose, mm. and um, it's an ice cream cake, okay. and it's <laughs> made of things that are not real ice cream, but it's so good, so, and uh, it's not a bougie, it's not one of these high-end LA, uh, like- Carvel could never be bougie. Carvel is no. not bougie. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, yeah. that's, that's blue collar cake. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank I also you. want to talk about, you have another podcast that I've said this for a year that The Bachelor yeah. and The Bachelorette is like drag race for straight people. It is Thank just, you. it is yeah. just something that I, I've never seen an episode of it. I don't understand the fascination <laughs> with it, but straight people go crazy for it in a way yeah. that is like, kind of like homophobic. Like it feels like it feels strong. Oh, I first of all, I completely think that's a very accurate assessment. Everything that you've just said, there's no mm -hmm. part of me that's going to disagree with you on anything that you just said. I fought it 
for years. Could not have been less interested in it. Yeah. But I do love a competitional element. I love you. I like I like a drag race. I like to see people make something and get eliminated. I wasn't interested yeah. in it. Now, my friend Lori, who is a lesbian, was is obsessed with the Bachelor franchise. And she was wow. the one she's seen every season. Obsessed. Obsessed. And she's like, you gotta watch the Bachelor. I was like, I have a life. I'm not gonna watch the Bachelor. <laughs> And then she made me watch it, and I watched a particularly good season. Um, it's you know what I like an eliminate. I like I don't watch sports, so mm-hmm. I like the elimination. Who's the gaming of who's going to win? I don't hate watch it. I do sincerely, but you know, but people are get in their own way, and some yeah. of the characters are ridiculous. I, I mean, I feel like all reality has gotten a little worse since Instagram really, since you could become a professional influencer pretty easily, I think. Um, yeah. I, I think it's all, it's less fun now, because like now people just want to come make That's a splash. so interesting. I never thought about that, but social media really has ruined reality TV in a way. Yeah. We live yeah. reality TV. Like, we're constantly yeah. in it. Yeah, and we- that, you don't need to win. You want to go get, you want to go like make the biggest impact so you can quit your job as like yeah. a dental hygienist. Yeah. And then do squirt commercials on Instagram live or whatever. Wait, yeah. So would you, which one do you prefer more of the bachelor or the bachelorette? I mean, really the best one is you're, they're all just farm leagues for paradise. So like from paradise, do you watch Elliot? No, I hear Howard Stern talk about it. He's obsessed. Okay, so really, and again, I wasn't going to watch Paradise. And then Lori mm-hmm. was like, you have to. And I was like, I have a life. So it's basically. <laughs> so we're is, learning that you don't have a life. It's really what apparently, we're I allegedly, not only yeah. do I not have a life, I'm like deeply <laughs> don't have a life now because I'm so deep in. But like, so now here's why Paradise is the most fun because the main show's the, the editors have to protect the lead. So no, and often the lead is very bland, particularly when in the case of, I would say I actually think I prefer Bachelorette because the bachelors themselves are so fucking boring, generally, yeah. that they pick. It's the most white, straight, bland, harmless, and not even, like, hot. So it's, like, the people yeah. that watch, they're like, don't worry, ABC, like, this guy won't fuck your daughter. But, like, yeah. no matter who it is, they all get ruined by having like a harem of women. Like, so these yeah. very, very average men who should not have this, who are just tall. They're just tall. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they're tall and they're white. They're always tall. They're generally always white for the most part. And like, yeah. and and they already are going to win because they're tall and they're white and they're straight. You know what I mean? Right. So like, yeah. so like, there's nothing extraordinary generally about the lead man that you're like, I don't care. But the, the conceit is what has al- has always baffled me and confounded me. The conceit that we're supposed to just, for some strange reason, accept that a dozen people walking into a house yeah. are all competing yeah. for the attention of one person who, I don't know what why we're supposed to think, oh, that person is of high value to the rest of these yeah. women. And, and, and on top of that, so I don't understand that like yeah. at its base. Then yeah. secondarily, th- like that's already so strange to me. But then secondarily, they're we're also supposed to believe that they are doing so because they are in lo- in love with them. And I'm yeah. like, just met. I, it doesn't right. it, it, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't make sense to me. Well, right. it's inter- I've gotten to talk to a bunch of 
people have been on it now because I've oh. gone so deep. Because I also came in skeptical. I'm like, hmm. So here's, I will say, I think there's a little bit of Stockholm syndrome that happens when you're there. So they, mm-hmm. so they're all. I think Mother Nature of of wanting to win something takes over, and I think you're also, um, you know, some of the people are actually some of the. I will say this: having met these people and having been an actor for a long time, I've worked with as an actor. I've worked with a lot of movie stars and TV stars that are very attractive. The Bachelor contestants, even the ones that are not, that are like the C team, are still better looking than any person you've ever met in your entire Yeah. They're still going to get shows on CW. Like, they're C. Yes, right. Yeah. They're so gorgeous. And they're better looking than actors. They're And as Guy Branham, because I, I had like, I did Outside Lands with them, and there was like seven of them with me. And Guy Branham was like, he kept calling them human prizes. I was like, well, that's kind of what they are. They're like, they're so fucking attractive. And generally I have found a lot of the ones that I've met are actually incredibly nice because yeah. why life is probably, doors have probably opened where they're all very tall. They're, they're that all, episode of 30 right. Rock with John Hamm. Yes. But yeah. They're John Hamm. They're John yeah. Hamm. Or they're Chris uh, Klein in uh, election. Yeah. You know, like right. just hot, sweet, that like the world has been pretty easy for a yeah. lot of them. So they're all very nice, very attractive. Um, so, and you're also having these dates that are insanely like set up to fall in love. So, so, you know, you might be in a castle and you're taking a helicopter and then you, and they do things also that'll scare you a little bit. So you bond that like adrenaline bond, like you jump out of a plane together and then you get to put on, then you get to go shopping and get whatever you want. And you put on a ball gown and then you go to a castle and then there's like a one person show of like the cranberries was playing once, you know, and it's like, (laughs) you're in a church and then like, there's like Dolores, RIP Dolores Oriorta, just like singing like, zombie and you're alone in a church and like so it's like it's the best date you've ever had and i would imagine even more now if you're living in a land of apps and dating and probably not and they're all younger and younger so they're all like 24 to 29 i'm sure a lot of them probably haven't had a guy talk to them for this long on a date you know what i mean like just hours of kind of talking and it's not that they ask a ton of questions but like it's whining and dining uh, do they do because uh, this is the thing you're talking about how they're having like the best date of their life but like there's a sound guy there there's cameras in the background there's yeah. you can you can probably hear like you know you can probably hear people eating at the craft services table like yeah. like are they actually like does everyone kind of hide for these dates or I mean, and again, are they hours long i would love to, i mean my i've had dreams where i actually entered i wish i've i wish i mean i've never been on the set but, but like on like judges or they because i mean i had our friend alaska thunderfuck from drag race she went on and did like a like a thing on it once, I so remember. they'll do like they'll do like group dates so yeah. they'll be so that so either you have an individual date but on a group date you might have to go do like a drag challenge you know and like set do a performance and so you know again it's it's I wouldn't have kept watching if there weren't a few authentic, like you actually feel like sometimes within the construct of the situation, it is probably almost like a summer camp, like where you yeah, at a certain always, point. That's what I've always felt. It was summer yeah. camp. And then I would, yes, Elliot. But that's what I don't understand where it's like, I get, I can understand. Yes. The, it's like a summer camp situation. Yeah. Isn't, is the, isn't the goal for them to get married? I will say a lot of the main show ones do not end up getting married. I think they get out in the real world. I would imagine 
particularly for the guys, I bet a lot of people slide into their DMs. Yeah. Oh, oh, of course. And they're now yeah. famous mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they're Sport, young. Yeah. So you also have like yeah. the sexiest, probably the dirtiest, sexiest DMs you've ever from everyone. Yeah. 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 Have it's any of them stayed married? Ever? But, well, the ones that have the more success rate, but it's also more fun to watch is Paradise, which is like Survivor. It's like um, horny musical chairs south of the border ah. in Sayulita, Mexico. And so um, it's, you know, you have to be paired off at the end of each when there's a rose ceremony, you have to be in a couple. But it's also, I would say, from the people I've talked to, you know, you get to spend the most amount of time with the people there. Yeah. I think if you're on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, you're expected to get engaged and you haven't necessarily spent that much time with the leads. That's, that's crazy. Oh, that's which, which I think a lot of them don't end up getting married. How much is sex involved? Because, I mean, I've always, like I've, I've like I said, I've never seen any of these. Yeah. But I've always thought that if I were to be on it, I yeah, would sure. like like smart sexy or cool sexy in that like i would make fun of the other sluts to like the bachelor and be like can you believe how slutty they are but then mm -hmm. i would be like i'm wearing anal beads or something like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like by the way i wish you were a contestant yeah. i uh, um in australia <laughs> they finally had they had a bi woman as the lead and they had men and women competing for her oh which i've been trying to get access it's like finally i've yes. been waiting I've been waiting too. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, um, Australia reality shows are hard to get here. I have that one because I'm a big fan of Survivor, and I, I okay. saw for like a minute they put the Survivor Australia on Paramount, and then they took it off within a week, and I was obsessed oh. with it. No, I want to tell you, just this week, I've been very interested in diving back into Survivor, hmm. and I need to know. What is the best? Don't tell me who wins or anything. What season do I watch? Oh, well, I mean, to me, the season you need to watch is the one with I, I forget the uh, the name of the season, but it's with Sandra. She's an iconic player in okay, okay. Survivor history. Just Google Sandra. You'll find okay. her first season. And that's the one because that she's I mean, it's just it's just Survivor is one of those shows that I never, ever thought I would be into. And then like yeah. a lot of other people during the pandemic, yes. I got into Survivor and I realized it's not just like I thought about it like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I yeah. thought it was a straight show that I would never care about. And now I'm like obsessed with it. Can I put my will you email me? So because I don't want to Google it and see when they say Sandra I'll, appeared I'll and this person list won. Of seasons. I'll give you a yes, like because I don't want because I don't want any spoiler. So so I will immediately watch the Sandra season tonight, but I don't want to Google her and then have it tell me who won. I will yeah. tell you. So, it's an early okay, just, season too, so it's good. Okay, just email me which send me a list in order of which seasons I will watch tonight. So it's a similar thing where um you know eventually you there are, look, on any reality show, you know, I've watched, I have watched Survivor, I've watched Drag Race, I've watched Project Runway, I've watched wow. Top Chef, I've watched Great British Bake Off, I've watched Top Model, like, I like to, like, you have people that come on, you know, with a pure heart and pure intentions and are really trying, um, and then people that come on are kind of annoying and they're on to try to be a villain and, like, um, so I don't know. You're actually like rooting this season's batch. The lead is actually pretty charming to answer your question about sex. Like, um, fantasy is sweet, right? Yeah. So it's like the, the third to last, I think there's more sex in paradise. Cause it's like, you have free access, like in you can choose to go off the, um, you know, again, it's a very, it was always sort of understood that like people slept together and then it, 
for a little while, it started to get more Christian and people got like shaming about the sex. Oh, really? Yeah, I felt like people, there was more like pageant queens and pageant kings. And it felt more like the, I don't know, like I felt like some people tried to shame some of the leads. And, um, and why I find it so confusing because it's like there's the, all of it feels so artificial. The element yeah. of like, being expected to fall in love with somebody you just met, competing for that person, but also yeah. being there for the right reasons and then yeah. trying to knock other people out, but then wanting to have sex in a fantasy suite, which is like already ah. like a strange, I know it's literal, but it's also always a sex metaphor, the fantasy suite or whatever. Like all of these elements are so baffling to me because they all seem so ar archaic. Like they feel so, like so That's weird. probably why they work. Right. It's, again, look, I you right. don't have to tell me. I mean, I came in like, what the fuck is this? Like, I get <laughs> it. So I'm not here to, you know, I, and which is why if there weren't like the woman now is incredibly charming. The lead, the lead. It's interesting to also watch people get in their own way. So they actually picked a very likable lead. This woman, Charity, she's from Georgia. Um, she's adorable. She's got a good head on her shoulders. She's a therapist. She's smart. She, her family seems lovely mm. and they pick great guys for her. I will say they picked like a bunch of great guys and it's, and she had a, it's fascinating watching her brother warned her about this guy. He came like watching her pick hey. like <laughs> this guy, the one that she likes just fucking sucks. And like, like yeah. it's fascinating to watch. It's also illuminating, I feel like, just like sometimes like we all get in our own. Like, it's interesting watching Mother Nature where yeah, oftentimes right. some charming people get to the end. Like, you know, you actually are. I mean, you cannot. I wouldn't have done it this long if I was just like, hate. you have to be. Of course. For it. Of so course. like there are I do actually think it's in this world of like apps and stuff like that. It's like actually hard, like hard to sincerely. You know Fall Look, in love, but but whenever the family, when they have the final two, whoever the family likes, whoever's best on paper and is the kindest, they always pick the other one. Like Mother yeah. Nature, <laughs> I mean, of course, they oh, like you always want the kind of bad boy, bad girl that's like like they yeah. uh, they we always get in our own way, and they, a lot of the times their families are nice. The the other choice is like a lovely choice that you actually believe would work and like they would stay together. They're like good people. Yeah. And they always pick the other one. Whoever the family that's likes is the kiss of death. They will pick the other one. And that's why it's good TV. You know what show yeah. you love, Arden? Tell me, please. It's right up our alley because of all yeah. of this. The Traders on Peacock. Have you seen it? I've heard that was really fun. Oh, my Alan Cumming. God. Yes, Alan Cumming. The Traders is okay. the most insane we okay. literally my boyfriend and i watched it within a day we've been okay. we stayed up until 4 a.m watching okay it, it is wow and what's it, it about it's well it's so they take reality tv stars and regular people and yeah. they put them in this scottish castle and they have yes. to go through and there are three people who are who are traitors who you have to figure out who they are throughout okay. the game and if you don't well then you like, go do, you get voted do we know as audience members we, or no? We know. And what's so amazing is they have people from The Bachelor and The Bachelorette on there and they yeah. have people from Bravo shows, but they also have this one woman from Survivor, Suri. And it is the last episode was probably one of the most gripping last okay. 15 minutes of a show I have yeah. ever seen because you have to watch people literally shatter the dreams of regular people. 
Like Ooh. it is, it is okay. Okay. Wild TV. You I, have I've heard it. it's pretty amazing. Hmm. I was obsessed with it. Obsessed with it. I Sounds surprisingly soulless, Alan. But well, uh... but it is, but it isn't at the same time because it's just because they're idiots and they played a bad game, and it's like not <laughs> their fault that they that they're idiots. They just are, you know. And you're yeah. watching it, you feel bad for them. But at the same time, you're like, well, she's better at this than you are. Yeah. I mean? It's yeah. interesting to see with compassion, watching how much we all get in our own way. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. She's a therapist, this woman. But in, 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 in show after show, it's fascinating. And I speak for myself, too. Like, how much, I don't know what it is in human wiring, how much we all get in our own way. Mm -hmm. Because they have, I will say, like, off every year, there are lovely, hot, kind, available choices that sincerely feel like they would show up, they would be good people, they would probably actually have a happily, and they never win. Mm -hmm. Never. Arden, you are preaching to the choir. I only date the dregs of society. Oh, uh, my God. Yes. I mean, yes. literally, that is like... What I wouldn't give to watch Brent Sullivan as The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Do like, we... hey, we got any meth heads that are really hot? <laughs> what? I mean, it's wild... Even when you know, even when you have an awareness, yeah, the common denominator is you. Like for all of that's, us, that's like, also the truth. Like you think about that, like you do. You think about that in reality, and like I can name on my like five friends who I feel like I've watched date terrible people. Yeah, and don't and they don't I'm right know it. here. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> wait Arden I do yeah. before we go I do have to ask you about your book because you had I love the title of your book and I love that you're from Little Compton Rhode Island because I mean yeah. you and Compton and it does not go together yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah your book is called Little Miss Little Compton and it came out what during the pandemic right <laughs> yeah yeah came out September was, 2020 so good <laughs> oh great it was so great it was so great Fun so excited to, to like cancel the whole tour yeah, yeah. that was you know, it is what it is. I know people lost much bigger things, so, but it was just like, I had a few friends who also had books come out during the pandemic. I wouldn't recommend it. If you're going to, if you're going to no. write a book and have a come Next out. pandemic, maybe, don't maybe write not, a book. Listeners. Yeah. Maybe like four months in, don't watch it during pandemic, but you know, what are you going to do? It is what it <laughs> you is. Do. Yeah. No, you don't know this. Yeah. So tell us about the book and like what, what, how it came about. My friend calls it <clears throat> funning with scissors. Like where it's like, you know, my fam my parents, um, my parents met at work and they were not dating and they got married on a dare. Ooh, and oh, they, really? yes, and they stayed married, you know, until the very end. And they moved from Manhattan to a town, tiny town called Little Compton, Rhode Island, to have kids. <laughs> and um, I didn't know they married on a dare, like, but they were an odd pair. And yeah. But there was like this no no rules really in my so it was like me and my brother in this like little tiny fishing town like a surf town, you know, just kind of treated like little adults and just um, completely unsupervised. Although my mom was like Mary Poppins, but it was just like it it was just it, it that's how I came into being. So it starts mm -hmm. with that. So it's sort of like a sedarcy. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. it's a, it's about oh, oh, my family. Isn't it wild what we learn about our parents? Like, oh. like even as they get like, I remember my mom told me just a couple of years ago. Yeah. That, like when they, when my mom divorced my dad during the whole child custody thing, she was with my, now my stepdad, and 
my dad was going to hold her dating someone against her in like the divorce stuff. So yeah. she said, you have to marry, like my dad, my stepdad and my mom got married just because she didn't want to like lose custody of us. Wow. Like how wild is that? My brother yeah. just told me that they were trying to have my aunt legally adopt me while they were alive because she wow. didn't have any kids and she didn't want like the state somehow she couldn't leave her money like so she was like they were like trying to like have me adopted by my aunt like oh. you know, i was like what what are you wow. talking about <laughs> <Isn't> that- <laughs> i owe these a little wild later. yeah 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 insane oh Martin, thank you so much for being here and um we i'm glad we got to plug the book and talk the bachelor and we want to. I want to talk oh, a little bit about Bravo because I'm a little Bravo-y. Alan's more Bravo-y, but I'm way more Bravo-y. There's plenty way. of of content. Um, also, your, you know, infamously, or I don't know if it's infamous, but your reactions while you were a judge on Drag Race to oh. the Ma- Manila versus Delta yeah. lip sync. Delta works. Yeah. Live, Delta on, works. live on forever as well. Oh my God, that was truly one of the best days of my life. I've never seen anybody as glamorous as Rue or as tall. I mean, and I had my highest shoes on and I came up to her nipples. It was wild. Untucked for that episode that you were a judge on because it is one of the best untucks. I say this, there's a, there's a line that Delta work says backstage to somebody, I forget who, and she's wearing that shirt dress that she had on. And she's making fun of someone and she's like mocking them being like they're saying to rue like pick me pick me so she goes pick me pick me and she's putting like weird things on her head just mocking someone being like pick me pick me and i do it all the time i mean when she landed in that fall down and that split yeah. that full split was mm. like i mean i i mean it's the greatest job in the world i'm that's so iconic. it was that's pretty iconic to be to be of it to be uh, th- there for that oh yeah. my god it was very exciting i'm not gonna lie it was a thrill yeah well, we're glad to have you so thrilled to have you here and where can people follow you online thank you for asking um they can follow me my uh it's arden marine it's, it's m-y-r-i-n i'm mostly on instagram um i would say is the place a-r-d-e-n-m-y-r-i-n i'm on i'll be going on a little east coast tour i'll be doing stand-up uh in philadelphia and boston and in um uh, Bethesda in October and all the dates and the tickets are in the uh, link in my bio on Instagram. Perfect. I'm doing city, oh, my little city winery tour. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much for joining us, Arden. Thanks for having oh. me. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, Hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And another thing. So, I mean, Alan, you already know the question, the answer to the question, uh, what is the gay bop of the summer? I'm always fascinated with, like, what is the song of the summer? I feel like that phenomenon has uh, waned in past years, but yeah. it definitely feels like something that I think took hold in the late nineties, like summertime and Will Will Smith. And you know, but then I think as we've moved on, like it, it had its, I think it really had its day between Rihanna and Katy Perry. Like even those weird summers where like uh, 
what's it, Gautier or whatever. Somebody oh, I used to know. yeah. Like, those weird like yeah. pockets where you're like, okay, cheerleader by OBI or whatever. Like uh-huh. these songs just kind of hit and they stay in the in the or graduation. Remember when that graduation song was like oh, still still on my iPod, baby. Um, of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> Wait, so Brent, do you know the gay bop of the song? I actually well, well, don't. First, first of all, I want to know if you know if you if you know what the gay like if you know of what the gay bop is, what a gay bop is if you have oh, any examples so like a popular like you know like a song of the era popular perhaps amongst gay people and you would hear it in a gay bar right? yeah. i like how you, your description of that is like from wikipedia i know like of course brent's not an idiot of course he Wait, no, but i want to know if i am thinking of the same song you're thinking of elliot because i feel like right now in recent weeks there's been one music video that homosexuals have been going crazy over that I don't understand. And are you right? So that that, that came out. Like, the video. Sorry, Brent. Go ahead. We got to start naming names here. Guys. No, I What's don't want to name names yet because I want to know if it's the same. And, so every, no. and Brent, everyone from that description knows exactly what song I'm singing, <laughs> except for you. So don't worry. They know what I'm talking about. No, Brent, Brent doesn't know. The song Rush by Troy Sivan yeah. just came out mm. and the video just came out. And we can talk about that separately. Yeah. But, but the one is the Padam Padam by yeah. Kylie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Brent, do like, you know Padam? Do Here, I know Padam Padam? No. Let me pull it up. No, it's not Padam Padam. It's Padam Padam. I feel it in my soul. <laughs> no, this does not sound like a Brent Sullivan type song to me. Oh, you would love it. You would love it. I love it. It's yeah, so. But you know who Kylie Minogue is. I was gonna say, did you did you say Kylie Minogue? I haven't heard yes. about her in a long time. Yeah. That. Wow. That, so she has like a hit. Here we go. That's why it's so interesting. Listen. Yeah, it's, right. it's really it really is an earworm, and I think like what's so interesting about it was that the moment it came out, it was so it's huge. Immediately decided upon that it was like this is the song of summer for gay queer people. Like this yeah. is, and it's so undeniably catchy that it I love. There's something about it that I love that that it's like Kylie Minogue like. You know what it kind of harkens back to a little bit? I don't know if this was a song of the summer or not, but it kind of harkens back to Cher's Believe in that Cher was always sort of a part of gay culture, but always a part of culture, really, in general. And she never really went away. And people who love her had listened to her music forever. But when Believe came out, it was like she was huge. She was singing a role, like it was massive. And it's the same thing with Kylie in a way. Kylie has never gone away, but here's this 50-some-year-old woman who we've been listening to for years now out with the song of the summer that everyone's going crazy over and it's like i love it because it shows that the, the it shows that the to me that as as jaded as you could one might get about music and the or the way that pop culture is provided to us and that we digest it or the algorithm serves it to us at the end of the day when somebody writes a song for share in 1999 or 2000 or they write a song for Kylie Minogue in 2023 and it's good and it just yeah. catches you. Yeah. That's just the power of good music and interesting songwriting versus, you know, some and sort it's of so simple. It's just it's literally it's referencing a heartbeat, right? Heartbeat. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So um, speaking of song of the summer, I, I do have a couple recollections. I do remember <laughs> driving. I have a very distinct memory of this for whatever reason, driving 
Dear friend H. Allen Scott to the airport, it would have been circa 2013, 2014, whenever the song came out. And you were the one who told me about the song Blurred Lines, oh, yeah. which is very problematic <laughs> in hindsight. <laughs> yes. I don't even remember liking that song. Yeah. No, I, for whatever reason, I very distinctly, you, you being like, this is the song of the summer, blast it. That and, wasn't and just like the song we, of the summer. That was a huge song. That yeah. became a cultural moment in that it's it like started uh, the career of Emily Rada Kowski. The yeah. model of the video was like there was the R-rated or the X-rated version where you could see titties. It was like, I mean, it really like it was a conversation starter. And there was an article recently that I read about how the song has lasted for so long and it's taken on a life of its own where it went through the Marvin Gaye lawsuit where the, yeah. the Gaye estate yeah, right. one Robin Thicke has totally fallen out of the out of the wow. out of favor like it's it's it is wild well but he's on that dumb show that people watch that mask right. thing yeah. right right, right. right. that's why Which it's is, dumb so that's why I wanted that show to fail so bad because I first of all I hate Ken Jeong with the passion of a thousand sons I absolutely hate yes, him. I, I think he's the him. most cliche, cartoonish depiction. Like he's literally doing like like a racist version of a an Asian person. I had I had a doctor does one, his character. I had a doctor tell me once randomly. They were like, "Oh, so what do you do for a living?" And I was like, "I'm a comic." And they were like, "Oh, you know, Ken Jeong used to be a doctor. Now he's a comic." Right. <laughs> right. And like, I was like, okay, cool, dude. Thanks. Um, I hated I Alan. I hated I Robin Thicke. I didn't like him either. And then you know that show probably, was like, you know, why I probably brought that up to you in the car years ago because I was obsessed with the fact that the Growing Pains dad had a kid that was this douchey. Like I was. Yeah, obsessed. it's so true because Alan Thicke seems like such like a nice, yeah. like reasonable, like normal guy, and then his son is like this total LA douchebag. Well, let me, let me, let me. I mean, I'll provide a little, a little bit of context in that. Robin Thicke was such a good, was such an interesting musician when he first came out. He was this like Jesus looking guy, like he had yeah. long hair and his oh. music was like kind of re retro soul, but it wasn't bad. It was, it was actually, it was great. And he was really interesting. And because he was, you know, sort of this somewhat not cheesy version of like blue eyed soul that you hadn't seen in a while, mm -hmm. you know, at least since like, I guess maybe I don't know, George Michael or something, it was very hard for him to, it was interesting, but it was hard for him to find success. And it really wasn't until, he had moderate success in like mm -hmm. R&B, but yeah. it wasn't until Blurred Lines that he became huge. Wasn't the Miley performance also what really sort of like I, yeah, over the top? I mean, there yeah, was that Miley, Miley had just come out with that one shock. I mean, her like breakthrough album of being sort of the new Miley post sort of Hannah Montana. And she came out with Robin Thicke at the MTV Video Music Awards. Yeah, yeah. Had that whole like, weird sexual sort of like thing on stage and it was just over she, the top and crazy now that was amazing her doing that was incredible mm. that was incredible at all <laughs> i loved it i loved it so much it was so cool it was just like you don't see that a lot in entertainment where someone who has such a reputation who has such like an established reputation for them to go and do so it was it was i mean on a much bigger scale i mean this is Jewel did it on a much lower scale, but when Jewel had that pop album and it was like, what are you doing? Yeah, and but that's such a common trope. Like, I feel like the it's good not girl though. went bad. It's not though, because she didn't just go bad. It was like, she went Madonna sex book bad. It was like on another level of bad that wasn't just like sexual. It was, it was bigger than that. It was like, 
probably was, she was a kid, a former, like a former yeah. star. And we still see her as a kid. Like even at that time, we saw her as a kid. And the fact that she was doing that was huge. And now where she is and where she's gone with that, like, sorry, Robin Thicke faded away, but Miley went in lots of places. Like it kind yeah. of, it says a lot about her talent. She's, I think. Actually, I mean, well, she's actually really a talented singer. I, I actually really like her too. We but. keep saying he faded away. He is the host, one of the hosts no, of like, the most are. popular show on no, network. But fade away. That is fading away. Musically, 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 sure. If you're sitting there next to, what's her name, who's married to one of the Wahlbergs, what's her name, Jessica Nutt? Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. If you're sitting next to Jenny McCarthy, your career is not still active. You are definitely in the dumps. Like he's not selling records, and his music became very irrelevant once his marriage deteriorated, and he had a terrible album to follow up the the, the success. So the second song of the summer um that means a lot to me uh and is is is, has a very special place in my heart is a song called summer love written and performed by mr elliot wexler glazer hit it alan (laughs) never never ever ever no we will be including a clip there and i think we're done baby lift up your shirt so the whole world can see Wait a minute, on second thought Maybe this just should be me You are my summer love We have a summer love This is a summer love Summer love What would your aunt say? Brian, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? If it's the song of the summer, does that mean Elliot is twerking to it alone in his bedroom? (laughs) A twerking reference we love. (laughs) Um, My Aunt Joanne would say, yes, there are homophobic bakers, but there are also plenty of bakers who don't make cakes for Jews. (laughs) (laughs) They're out there. Uh, What about Aunt Anne? You can make money building websites? I can do that on <laughs> Yahoo. <laughs> very, very good. You remember As always. I never could figure out how to make a website on Yahoo. No. I yeah, don't no. I don't think I don't think anyone else could either. <laughs> I tried. It was hard. It was actually hard. Honestly, I tried Squarespace once and it was shockingly difficult when that oh, their Squarespace whole thing was how how like easy it is. And I was like befuddled by their interface I, well uh, this episode is sponsored by square yeah, this say, episode is sponsored by mr elliot wexler I'm just, I, I don't fucking know i'm just teasing elliot and <laughs> alan sometimes and then he shits on me for doing it so you know what alan you're off the list you're off the list again yeah but i was like i literally saw you processing the joke as through your brain as you were saying it and then you had a break and you were like it's alan scott <laughs> all right uh I'm going to send you this horrible photo. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> awesome. Leave that, leave that part. Leave Elliot saying, I'm going to send you this horrible photo. Okay, good.